You're listening to a Destiny Park Media Podcast. Shut the door, have a seat. It's time for Dad Men. This week's episode is brought to you by... Insert company here. Actually, it's brought to you by Uts. Oh, yes. Don't be a, don't be a nut. <laughs> have some Uts. better have Uts than nuts. <laughs> That's true. Um, that, the voice you heard was not Jimmy Barrett. It was actually Mike Jolla, father extraordinaire. Thank you, thank you, thank and, you. And I'm Michael Rowland. Hey, how are you, folks? How is everybody? We'll wait for your, we'll wait for your reply. Yeah. Moment of silence. Oh, well, I'm not doing very good. <laughs> oh, that's cool. All right. So. Clear voice uh, back It's a there. big day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big It's a big day. It's uh, the release date for Taylor Swift's new album, uh, Midnight's. And uh, thank you. And there, she's come under controversy lately. Um, What's the controversy she's been going through? So, we talked about it last week. About Lavender Haze. That's the right. opening track. Mm-hmm. The opening track to her new record. Mm-hmm. Um she had credited finding out about that phrase, Lavender Haze, uh, from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And we said, all right, good good for her. This is great. Uh, come on the show. We said all those things. <laughs> um, but she talked about it and was very authoritatively saying, I guess maybe not authoritatively, but she said it was from the 50s. And uh, people have been doing some sleuthing, Jala, mm-hmm. and it turns out it might not be from the 50s at all. In fact, it may be a phrase that Mad Men writers came up with themselves. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. A, 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 um, a new, not thought, but a new, a new line created by the show itself. Lavender Haze. That's cool. So, there's many timelines in our world and uh, the timeline we were in uh, got broken when Mad Men came up with that phrase and now we're in a new timeline. And it's, uh, it's a great thing called the Mandela Effect. Oh, yes. I have some literature some literature about it that I can lend you. <laughs> um, and I'll be telling you about the book and you'll say, that wasn't in it. I read it. That wasn't in it. I'll go, new, ti- new timeline, man. Check it we again. Broke the causal, <laughs> we broke the causal loop. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. Because the Mandela effect is about not being able to admit you are wrong and then <laughs> creating a new reality uh, <laughs> that has betrayed you. Is this, uh, is, this what, is this what Taylor Swift is now doing? A new reality? Um it's what she should do. So, I'm her new PR person. Ooh, hey, brilliant. Brilliant. How are you? Brilliant. Um, nice to meet you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And I, I, I split into a new personality when I'm her uh, PR person. Okay. Um, my name is Michael Rowland and it's MR. So, she was like, well, that's close. That's close enough <laughs> to PR. Anyway, I just thought that was a fun fact. Um, that, that album came, to, came out today as well as Carly Rae Jepsen's Ooh. new album. And let me tell you. Um, I was doing my escalations stuff at work mm-hmm. and that's like a super stressful thing. Um, and I just try to stay afloat and these, uh, beautiful women, uh, with beautiful pop music kept me afloat. Graced you. And, Graced uh, you. yeah, they, em- they embraced me and said, it's okay. Um, <laughs> enjoy this, but try to drink some water <laughs> and maybe eat lunch. Don't forget to eat lunch again. There Cause you, you keep forgetting to, <laughs> it's not that I forget it's I'm, I'm too slammed, too slammed. I understand. Um, I understand that. So, what do you what do you think of um, not to go too deep into it? But um, I know Carly's really been hitting it out of the park with their la- last couple of pop releases, especially the the latest one that she did um, a few years ago. Correct? Well, 
it's an opinion, so I, I, it's subjective. Sure, of course. But um, I want to know Michael Rowland's opinion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Emotion from 2015 is one of the greatest albums of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the, her album from 2019, Dedicated, is also just one of my favorite albums. Um, I, I love it mm-hmm. to bits. And so, the pressure was on for Little Miss CRJ. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I, I got to say, I, I can't judge an album based on one listen. Oh, that's I've right. literally It's Friday. I've literally – I've only listened to it once. I'm, I'm not I'm not much of a like – Super fanatic. Mm-hmm. I'm 30-something. Who knows how old I am, but scientists are still <laughs> trying to figure it out. They're 30 years young. <laughs> they, what they do is they cut off a limb and check the rings and then I have to grow it back <laughs> like like Piccolo-sama. That's so funny you um, said Piccolo. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said Piccolo-sama and I hope that's not uh, – it didn't sound like I was saying Osama. Piccolo-sama. Um, <laughs> 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 anyway, um, but I can tell you that she is uh there are definitely some bops on here okay. uh, she she's always wanted to do a disco album and there are like two bona fide like she went full disco robert downey jr has a famous quote to not go full blank <laughs> uh and i would say she went full disco and it it is good that she went full disco they're great she seems like she's it's it's trying to be like a more mature album than her previous two sure so emotion was like just it almost seems like the raw emotion of a teenager, like all the feelings they want to put in their diary. Yeah. Um, but really tastefully done and just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then dedicated is like super lustful and like sexual. It's like someone having a sexual awakening, I guess. Cool, uh, cool. And this feels like her embracing being an adult, like cuffing season mm-hmm. where she wants to have a real relationship mm-hmm. and uh, she she wants to be emotionally healthy and it's it's like it's a mature album man I, I think it's really cool and um who knows how it'll sit with me in a few months but yeah um i'm 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 digging it that's dope and i'm i i have some stuff i'm already looking forward to listening to like tomorrow and and for t swizzle i'll be even briefer with this one um first listen i'm a little uh confused about it because okay. it's a pop record and it's kind of nostalgic to hear Taylor Swift sing pop music again. Like mm-hmm. um, Evermore and Folklore, those are like acoustic based and indie, but they're right. still pop. Right. But this is like the mega pop synth beats, samples. Okay. Um, she's she's being a pop star again, but she's doing this like you remember the craze about lo-fi beats to yeah. study to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This this feels like low. It's not lo-fi, but it's like beats from Taylor Swift to study to, where it's like. The songs don't really have a dynamicism to them. Okay. Like, they have less dimensions. Yeah, it's yeah. the same vibe. And if it's a good vibe, it's like, that's chill, that's awesome. Um, the verses are longer in that, like, the vocal melodies are like, there's not as many hooks. My friend Johnny was uh, saying there weren't hooks on this album. And that's kind of a creative risk. This is so interesting, man. It's a trend that's going on. I don't know if you've, it, yeah, it's been happening. Um, Beyonce and Drake kind of both released like these um, dance type records this year and Drake kind of more so leaning toward what you're kind of talking about, which is kind of less conceptual, but more like just kind of energy and vibe and like not so lyrically heavy or anything like that, but kind of more like feel music. Like you kind of just, yeah, you know what I mean? To it or whatever. There's no... There's no huge chorus on this thing as far as I could tell. Right. Which like 
that's usually a Taylor Swift pop album. Album is going to have a like everywhere you step, you're going to find something huge going on. Right, um, right. But the first half of the album, I was really not digging it at all. And then I don't know if something clicked internally mm-hmm. or like I got it. Yeah. But the second half, I found several really great songs or good songs at least. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm I'm open to this idea. I think it's a cool idea to just vibe and not get too like – because, you know, there's some fantastic albums that are all about like, here's the verse. Right. Here's the pre-chorus in a different key. Mm-hmm. Here's the chorus. Here's a bridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love those albums, but I, I can definitely groove to the same um, mode. Right. It's not like they do the same chord progression through the whole song. It just has a Taylor similar tone throughout. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You're not going to like, you're not thrown for a loop in these tracks. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've, we've been the, running the, into the, this. The more, the more I describe it, the more I'm like making it sound pretty bad. No, no, no. It's <laughs> it, it, if you understand like tonally, like how the music's kind of, especially if you listen to a lot of albums. Like, there's a few albums that are out there that are doing this, especially right now, where it's just very consistent tone throughout the whole piece. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not. I don't know. It's not challenging. It, it, it's more yeah. more laid back and something you can kind of throw on and let play from top to bottom without being like too like disrupted, but from track to track, um, right? It's changing. It, it's like she put it out there as something that people could listen to while they were like doing homework. Exactly. Or something. Exactly. Um, and I wonder if she was influenced by uh, black artists because. You, like you had mentioned, that's it's Drake and Beyonce. And then I saw Zoe Kravitz was uh, one of the many co-writers on a few tracks on here. Oh, interesting. Or at least one. I, mm-hmm. I know she was on one. Um, yeah. And I'm, I haven't like looked up all the songwriters, but I don't know. Uh, I wonder if she's taking inspiration from the trend that's going on in uh, popular hip-hop and R&B. Yeah. Even, um, even Solange's last release a few years ago yeah. has a similar thing where like it's way more vibe and less contextual than her last release and it just kind of yeah. has a certain energy and you kind of just rock out with it um so it's something that people uh, artists are playing with they they want this kind of kind of co- cohesion that is you know easy to ride through um so yeah you know I, i'm with it so i think some people some artists are doing it successfully some maybe not as successful and didn't love the yeah. drake pro- project as much because i didn't think the production was good enough to continue that flow but that's just me but yeah it's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. I I look forward to seeing where both of these projects go, like in terms of how they grow on me. Because I'm a I'm a t- Carly Rae Jepsen super fan, so I definitely am biased towards her. She's the underdog. We want to root for the underdog. Yeah, for um, sure. At least I think you and I are the same in that way. Yeah, um, absolutely. But anyway, we're not the music men, uh, <laughs> even though we could be. We're the dad men <laughs> here to talk and about we... Mad Men. <laughs> Mad Men. This episode is brought to you by me, Don Draper, and uh, us. Let's uh, and us. Yes, we said that already, right? Okay. <laughs> um, let's get into some uh, some Mad Men talk here. Yeah, man, we're at episode three now. Uh, the benefactor, That's season two, season two, episode three. For everyone who's keeping score at home, yeah. don't yeah. don't accidentally watch season three, episode three. You're gonna be so confused. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What the, who the hell is Don Draper? Uh, well, you, you should know who, you should really know who that is. Yeah, but anyway, the main man. So this is an episode called "The Benefactor." It's directed by Leslie Linka Gladder, and it's written by Matthew Weiner and Rick Cleveland. Um, it seems like Weiner's doing a little bit more writing this season. No, uh, it's it's interesting you say that. I feel like I just we never stop seeing him. We never stop seeing him in the like written by credit. And I did not remember that when I was watching the show week to week. 
I did not remember that. But it, it's he's he doesn't want to give up his baby. No, he I doesn't want to share. <laughs> she's she's, she's a growing <laughs> <understand>. girl. <laughs> she is. She's well. She's growing into an incredible, uh, incredible young woman. Absolutely. This this Mad Men show. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to do a quick summary of the show. Yeah. Uh, of this episode. So. Sort of indicative of our 30-second breakdown, the beloved segment that I took out back and uh, I uh, sent it to a farm. (laughs) (laughs) Sent it to a farm. (laughs) Sent it to a farm. Because taking it out back makes it sound like we're on a farm. So, I sent it to a different farm. That's true. Um, (laughs) Not to be forgotten. Our farm was just, this farm's not big enough for the both of us, I said to that segment. Um, So, this is an episode where um, a client of Sterling Cooper's, Jimmy Barrett, he's a comedian, insult comedian like... Don Rickles, and he insults the owner of the company that they're working with, Utz, Utz Chips. He insults the guy's wife uh, for being overweight, mm-hmm. and he just goes off on her. And then Betty has a plot in this episode where she has the uh, the young man that we've talked about in previous episodes. He is at the stable this week, uh, this Saturday, I believe, and he's there, and her friend isn't there with her to... Uh, Sort of control the situation the and be all gossipy. <laughs> yeah, the buffer for the white hot passion between these two, uh, <laughs> these two people. Um, and then the third plot, and actually, this might surprise you, but maybe my favorite plot of the episode: uh, Harry Crane mm. accidentally gets Ken Cosgrove's paycheck, and uh, <laughs> he looks at it. And uh, what follows is a series of dumb adventures. Um, but we get to see more of the. Uh, Mad Men universe and the the Sterling Cooper infrastructure, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, just feels like a real company here. And uh, also Lois gets fired and in one of the sadder, <laughs> oh, sadder firing scenes, I think, because there's no catharsis for Don when he fires this woman. It's just pathetic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lois. And that's, that's the benefactor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, let's get on the carousel. Nostalgia. It's delicate. Potent. Sweetheart. Jala, do you remember like feelings you had while watching this episode for the first time? Tell me about this. Yeah, so I um as soon as the episode started, it starts with Jimmy, I think, like right away. Like as soon as yeah. as soon as the episode starts, and immediately I was like, Oh, I remember this episode. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like, okay. I, like, I already knew, like, what this... This episode is very interesting because it's not as... I feel like Mad Men, some of the episodes, even the more, like, um, like stronger episodes, they have a lot more layers to them, and so sometimes it's hard to remember all the detail that's stuffed into them. And this episode felt so, like, contained with a, with a specific idea. And I think that's why I, why I remember it so easily. Like, this new yeah. character that I don't think you see again really in the show and he pops up and like you remember his face you remember the way he talks and um you remember like his whole plot line so like as soon as he showed on 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 the screen i was like oh yeah okay i remember this episode i know how i know how it plays out remember a lot of like what happens in this episode not not to a t but i remember like a majority of what's going on so when i first saw it i was i was happy to see it i was like oh yeah okay i remember this one this is a fun one um it was interesting, man. And then kind of just watching how it plays out. It, it's fun to watch it with these fresh eyes the second or not the second time, but like this, this, this new rewatch that we're doing and kind of seeing each character and 
being able to kind of even peer more into like their development, what's going on with them truly um, versus kind of watching just for pleasure's sake, um, like the first time. And um, we um, later on in this episode, we, we get a we get a we get a different um, we get a different muscle from Don in this episode that we've never that I don't think we've seen before when dealing with uh, Jimmy's uh, manager, quote unquote. <laughs> when mm-hmm. um and um I thought that was so interesting. It was such a I was I was chuckling because it's kind of one of those moments where you're like not out of character. You, you know that you know that Don is a capable like you know he plays like the I'm a you know suave strong you know alpha male guy. This is this is his yeah. little his old persona, and so he puts that up, but he doesn't usually have to use it, especially in like a physical way and when he this is kind of toward the end of the episode but when he's when he's doing this to to uh bobby it it caught me by surprise i mean i remembered that it happened so i kind of was anticipating that it was going to happen but seeing it now again in this in this viewing i I just thought it was so so different um yeah and i i got i got um it's interesting to kind of see him kind of flex like that it was very very I just we just never seen him in that space, and so when he jumped into that space, I was like, "Oh, you know, it's kind of one of those moments." You know what I mean? It's it's I the whole episode is sort of on your first watch of the show. It's kind of it makes your eyes open wider, a right? Bit. Like because it feels like the show is being taken over almost by this Jimmy character and his uh, his wife right. slash manager, mm-hmm. and he um, needs something to like someone to like rain everything in he like literally reigns everyone uh, reigns them in yeah so i i guess since you brought it up i will say that that scene has always struck me as like super uh cringy like i i find it very gross it uh, is a gross scene when looking at it and it's intentional yeah, yeah. like on purpose when he so trigger warning but it is it is kind of like sexual assaulty yeah uh, mm-hmm. i feel like yeah like because even though they had a consensual romantic relationship a few days prior, like they're in the middle of a restaurant, they're they're by the restrooms, and uh, Don is talking to Bobby, who he's had an affair with, and uh, he basically needs her to get uh, Jimmy, the stand-up comedian we mentioned earlier, to apologize to the woman he's offended because the whole account is riding on, is riding on this, yeah. and Don has pressure from Duck and from Roger, mm-hmm. and. Uh, when she's like trying to blackball Don yeah. and and uh I don't know if it's blackball or blackmail, but she says, Let's do it for twenty five thousand dollars and uh or may- I think it was like fifteen thousand dollars maybe. Yeah. hmm It was so, that, that some would sort be blackmail of, actually, yeah. With cause of the Yeah, it would be blackmail. Mm-hmm. Um and, and then also the it has to be seen by the papers. Oh, right. Um and Don Don pushes her against the wall. Well, he no, he grabs her hair, pulls her head back, and then sticks his hand under her dress. And it's not shown, but it's clear he like fingers her. Yeah, it was um, like a sexual. Like he was like, yeah, it was like a sexual assault move in a way. Like yeah, um, yeah, to like I, assert dominance to be like his quote. He, he um during that move, he's just like, do what I say. And they just yeah, I will destroy him. I will destroy him. Yeah. It's something like what he says. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he has never been more threatening, I think, in the whole show no. uh, than in that moment. It's really fucked up. Um, but I, like you said, I don't know if it's out of character. I think he is... Uh, That's why I was kind of skirting go- around that because I don't know if it's out yeah. of character. We've just never seen him <laughs> do 
do that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. This may we may be going out of order here, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Bobby Barrett. This is very interesting, man, because I do not remember this. Yeah. But when Don is taking her in the car and is offering to drive her to to Jimmy Barrett's show, um, I don't really get the sense that anything was going to happen. Like, it was all business for Don when they were talking, except for when she said, so, and he has to know that he can have a shot with your wife or girlfriend, uh, and, and Don says wife. Uh, but it's when it starts hailing, he's looking at the road and Bobby is staring at Don and she starts to kiss him. Don stops her once yep. and says, no. Mm-hmm. Then he stops her a second time and says, I don't want this. So, so crazy, he's right? saying no. Yeah, like he's saying he, no. He literally was like pushing her off, like, yo, stop. He pushed her off yeah, of him, literally. Like, stop. And then here's the thing. She says it doesn't feel like it. She started she did it first. Yeah, she did it first to him. She did it first, mm-hmm. and she also forced him into consent. Like, yeah. So she it's crazy. essayed him as well. Yep. Totally. I, I don't know if this is like a far out take, man, but I think she did. Like, no, she that's, definitely that's fucked did. up. She definitely did. Where, it's just kind of interesting to kind of catch it. From that angle and being the first encounter coming from from th- from this woman, especially yeah. to a Don type character. So I I used to not realize that like when I was younger and watching this episode, I think me and the fans at the time we only noticed the Don act and were disgusted by Don doing it. Right, but it's it's I think it's a fair depiction of the fact that you can be uh, this is a triggering word, but mm-hmm. you know you can be raped as a guy. Like, yeah. you could be yeah, yeah. taken advantage of as a guy. Yeah. And so, it was like, I feel embarrassed that I didn't notice that at the time. Like, it, it, it's, Don, it doesn't I think hold it's the same we, weight, which is so it should. bizarre. I know, right? It should hold the same weight. But it's a weird thing when you're watching it initially, especially as, as a sexual advance. It just becomes this weird, against the guy, becomes this weird gray area. And like, but it should hold yeah. the exact same weight as what was happening later on. When Don, I guess, returns favor, basically. But, but yeah, and nobody even thought of that at the time. Um, Almost makes like. me wonder, if she didn't do it the first, would he Would he have done that? Right. It's almost like their relationship, from the start, they were jousting and, and fighting, like, verbally yep. and trying to get the upper hand business-wise. Yeah. So, it's like their relationship is a sin... Uh, synthesis mm-hmm. of how they do business sure. and then also them both being very sexual people. Right. Um, right. Yes. So, right. they're trying to get on top of each other in the negotiations. Yep. And they're also trying to one-up each other by putting them in a position where they're powerless. Yeah. And so, she touches him and, and says, oh, you are you do want this. And, he, and she kind of fucks with him there. And then he does what he does and it's like, I have the power over you. I'm the man and right. I will destroy your husband and your life. Right. And it's like, it's, I think it's one of the darkest things the show has done. Uh, when you really, really dig into gross. it. Yeah, when yeah. you really dig into it. Uh, on the surface, when you – like I said, when I'm first watching that episode, that's not really my thought. Process. I don't pick up on that at all. No. Yeah, no. It's, it's like, oh, Don has a new fling. That's literally how I watch it the first time. And I'm like, God. And it's barely it now, it's a like, fling at that, by the way. It was like a – it was a uh, once encounter that like he didn't – well, that that ended up turning into a whole thing. And, and then like after that, it's very like – he was so, you know, he was so, and I'm sure you get into this more, uh, but he was so um, confused because he's, this episode, Don is really kind of, it's interesting. He he really, 
when he's with his family, he gets surprised when things like like when Betty gets him like the the watch uh, mammogrammed, mm-hmm. and like he really kind of sits in that moment, and like I could tell like internally smiling, like oh this is nice, like wife yeah. gave me something nice, like you know like in family mode kind of, and I think he likes that, but since the disconnection between him and Betty, like. I think he doesn't realize that he's not fully in. It just feels like everything is normal to him, but it's really not. But I'm not going to touch too much on that. But it's just it's just funny when he's calling her on the phone and like playing yeah. this weird mind like back and forth. Like, what do you want? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, just, it's, it's just interesting. Yeah, it's um. I think that Don in this season so far, it's very subtle. And maybe you don't notice it the first watch, but he's on a... Like downward spiral, yeah, it's self destructive path. Yeah, um, he's just going and seeing a movie in the middle of his work day. <laughs> and then also, Lois had mentioned he was like seeing a movie in the previous episode with Peggy. You remember? Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, she said Pinocchio, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think she was repeating a joke that Don made to her. Sure. So it's uh, God. Anyway, um, but my point is, is like I think one of the main reasons we don't notice it is because Don is Cena as he's not Cena that's John Cena. <laughs> he's seen as someone who has a lot of sex with a lot of different women. Mm-hmm. So we don't notice maybe we we should have noticed that it was like that. Right. But right. we as viewers go, oh, yeah, she's right. He does want this. He's he just sleeps it's with Don. lots of different women. Yeah, it's Don. Yeah, it's Don. The yeah. people who have a fundamental misunderstanding of the show who go this is an alpha to aspire to. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those people are like, this rocks. He does want this. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad we could talk about that. I'm glad we agree too because I'm like – I was a little worried to bring it up with you but I'm like, I got to say something. No, this it's interesting. Not, it's an interesting play. It's a and tough like, thing. Yeah, it's 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 not noticeable on, on first watch but when you really take a peek at it, it's – they're having this mental this uh, mental and physical back and uh, – mental that turns physical back and forth. And the physical stuff is like – Beyond the pale a bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is beyond the pale. Within, within the th- sexual I'm, I'm sure all our women listeners are listening and going, I noticed at the first watch, you stupid men. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then our emotionally intelligent men listeners are like, I also noticed. You guys are just uh, cavemen. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> you're, 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 you're Neanderthals. You're late 20s, early 30s noticing it. We watched the show when we were like yeah. teenagers, man. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was like in my teens, early 20s, yeah. yeah. And that was, you know... I did a lot of I did a lot of stupid stupid stuff, man. <laughs> and, uh, I was pretty I was pretty sensible, but I didn't know much about like relationships and about uh, mental health. You yeah, know? man, all that uh, stuff comes with time. It sure does. Um, speaking of time, this episode I I do remember it as well. Yeah, like as soon as it fades into the TV set, um, like the set for a television studio, mm-hmm. you know which episode you're watching. Yeah, um, that's a that's a plus in its favor. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think it is one of the more simple uh, Mad Men episodes in terms of story, Absolutely. in terms of theme. Yep. It's it is like almost a soap opera episode. Yeah, um, it's very condensed. It's very condensed, um, and the dialogue is pretty. It hits the nail on the head in terms of like being uh, easy to follow. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to give away too much about how I felt about it. Well, I guess this is, that's what this segment is for. So. A decent Mad Men episode is still better than most TV shows. I had a good time watching this uh, both times that I watched it. 
And I was very excited for this episode because it feels like this epic episode that you remember. Mm -hmm. So, that means it's really great. Yeah. But I got to say, I would say this is like, it felt like a step back to season one Mad Men. Mm. Uh, It didn't hit me as very great. I I would say it's like a three point uh twenty five mm. Manhattans. I um I do really like the Harry Crane subplot. Yeah. But it's also it's very like I wanna choose my words carefully here because I like I just said I really liked it. But it also kind of shows why they didn't do many Harry Crane subplots in this show. <laughs> because like it's very He's an interesting character. I would say he's not an interesting character, but he it's interesting having him interact with the interesting characters. Yeah, I don't even mean interesting as like actually interesting, as more as like peculiar, I guess the word is what I'm looking for. Well, I think ultimately Harry Crane is a very direct character. Less layers. Yeah, what you see is what you get. And ultimately, they did not find anything there that they wanted to explore in this episode beyond his current situation where it's a, it's a social etiquette type of situation mixed with a little bit of male tampering, which is a felony. <laughs> sure. Um, as someone who, if I found out a friend of mine made way more money than me, um, I would be pissed. I totally empathize with him. It's a very, it feels like a slice of life and it feels. Yeah. He's very slice of life. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just really chill and low key, but also it's like on a social level, it's very fascinating to see these characters interact with Harry about the situation. Um, it's maybe my favorite Sal scene, Sal uh, Salvatore Romano. Yeah, because he is just a he's just a regular guy in this scene. He really is. He is treated he's treated as a regular dude who is he has some good points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love when Harry says Sal says how much is it, uh, and and Harry goes, well, I don't know if this means much to you, but it's uh, three hundred before taxes. We're just telling and Sal <laughs> and Sal is so smart because he just looks at him. Gets a pencil, sharpens it, and doesn't say anything. And just <laughs> and gets back to gets back to work. By the way, Easter egg. Yeah. Um, he's he's removing the words um, Mohawk Airlines from the art he did. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. I saw him like using a machine. I right. wasn't sure what he was doing. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, he was he was removing the uh, the airline that they <laughs> had to cut ties with. <laughs> nice so catch. really good, good dark joke. I didn't catch it. It was a. Uh, Actually, my mom told me that. Oh, that's and then cute. I, yeah. I saw it on a uh, Wikipedia entry later. Nice, so nice. So, it's, it's double verification. That's dope. That's dope. Dadman, we got a, a Dadman double V, double <laughs> verification. They're very um, Yeah. So, I really like that plot. It's, it's, just, it's just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not high stakes, but it's like, um, it's very funny too. Like, the Sterling's gold for this episode is either – the uh, heavier set woman's line at the end or uh, Roger when <laughs> when he asks, how much do you make now? And he says, $200 uh, a week. And Roger goes, and drinks. <laughs> 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 and and does cheers. He does what cheers with their Son drinks are. It's, he's, he's such a fucking... But Roger's such a prick in that scene because he's lying his ass off the whole time. He's a son right? of a he, bitch. He, he, uh, yeah. he muscled Harry... Out of that goddamn uh, proposal, but I mean, he but but Harry let him muscle him out of it. You got to really stand ground. You know what I mean? You you re- yeah. you really do. I, I I really enjoyed his uh his wife's his conversation that Harry had with his wife 
His uh, wife is so smart. Yeah, both times, by the way. The first time she's like, yeah. you know, go in there and ask for what you want, you know, for your raise and what you want, da 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 da, da. And then, like, he's just complaining. And then she's like, I'm not going to be on the phone if this is what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but but her line, what are you worth to them? Like, what are you worth? That too. And tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sal, Sal, when he says, uh, isn't media a meritocracy? And, uh, you know, Harry immediately gets defensive and says, I have merit. And um, he can't think of any way to prove it, though. And Sal goes, well, then you're worth every penny they're paying Which you. is the absolute fucking truth. <laughs> the absolute truth. Sal is awesome <laughs> in that scene, man. I, I want him to have more scenes where he's just a dude doing art. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Sterling Gold for me um, <laughs> is when... All four men go into Don's office crying and complaining for Don to help them out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Sterling goes, that's good. oh, God, I miss the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good, man. Yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah. I was, oh. I was literally sitting. That was another thing I noticed new that I didn't notice when I first watched this episode. All four men are in there crying, complaining. Not literally crying, but they're like in there complaining and Asking Don, like, can you, like, fix this situation, Don? Like, go in there and talk to the guy and tell him. He's like, they're just coming at him. Like, everyone's, like, one after the, after, after the other, after the other, coming into his office to tell them more information that Don doesn't know about. And, like, Don, you, you're going to do something about it, right? You're going you're gonna to tell him? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna talk to Jimmy? It's like, okay, all right, I'll do it. It's just so weird because, like, I feel like wouldn't that be an accounts job? Right. They're coming to the creative <laughs> director to go talk to Jimmy. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, Don still, that really showed me who Don was in the office. I mean, I know mm-hmm. who he is, but that, that, if, if the viewer, as you're watching that scene, you, you can really see who Don, like, Don's weight in that place. It's as clear as day, right there. Yeah. By the way, um, it's amazing to see men in the beginning of that episode when, when, um, Jimmy keeps going on about the woman's weight. It's amazing to see men who are like genuinely upset and like they know someone's going way too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ken's line where he says, my mother's heavy set is kind of a sweet line. It is very cute. He's able to sympathize with people and is not a total sociopath. Um, <laughs> sure. You know, but yeah, it was just very surprising because I didn't remember that part. But yeah, uh, both Ken and um, Freddie are just like, Jesus, like, and, and hey, why don't we, why don't we take a break? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's stop let's this. Let's cut it off. And it's, it's not just from an accounts perspective, but it's like, Jesus. Um, and I just love that his defense is that some guy over there is laughing and we don't hear anyone laughing or see anyone <laughs> laughing. This guy's laughing. <laughs> and Don, Don tells Bobby no one was laughing. And, and she, of course, says, that's not what I heard. <laughs> neither, neither of them were there. So, they're both kind of wrong. That's Where Don's like, I? nobody was laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's not I heard. <laughs> they're both wrong. They're too busy doing whatever it is these weirdos do. Speaking um, of that scene, I love that shot when Don is sitting there. And it's like a it's a silhouette shot because of the light. Yeah. is like coming through the back, that back white lit um, screen. Love it. Beautiful. It is beautiful. Yep. You, you almost wonder if they're at like a real bar. Uh, I know it's a bar, but like if the if the setting isn't a television studio, right? Because you know? it just looks it looks so beautiful. Yeah, um, great shot. I think it's to sh- I think it's to show how like they've found their own little world over there. This own li- their own little conversational bubble. Yeah, um, almost like it was a vignette. Like that was such a vignette, like yeah. a contained scene outside of even the shows. Like them kind of having this back and forth 
um, mm. struggle or whatever. But how would you how would you rate this episode? I'm curious to see if we've found another one where we diverge a lot. Yeah, I um, I think I sit somewhere between a three point five and a three point seven five. Okay, because I actually like. I didn't have really a problem with anything that goes on in the episode um as far as like plot lines. I thought I thought it was very tight, concise and um and digestible. This is an episode I feel like could almost like stand alone by itself. Like if you were just to out of context of like the overall arching show, I think you could throw this on and watch it and I think people would kind of like not ha- they would grasp kind of what's going on without being too lost. I don't think there's like a ton of things that are like very like connected to what we've kind of been built so much so of what we've been building, except for maybe some Betty stuff and some underlying real true emotional things that are going on. But if you just threw this episode on, it's very easy to understand. Okay, Don's dad guy. They have an issue because this guy's doing this. Don saves the day. His wife is is not happy. Um, yeah. They depend on Don to get this done, and then Don gets it done. Like, it's very contained, very easy to easy to watch. So, for that, I think it deserves some props in, from that perspective. And, um, yeah, because of that, I I, um, I really liked it. I had to knock it down just because I got to think about the overarching show and what we've seen thus far, episode-wise. Yeah. And I think a 3.5... A three point five plus is is about as is is pretty good. Um, yeah, for me, and so I enjoyed that. Um, the episode is fun. Betty is um, Betty. This episode is going through it, <laughs> like yeah, uh, very un- very under like underneath. But I mean, this whole episode, like you can tell the 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 boy that they ride horses with for some reason, it just smelled it on her. I don't know if he's like reading her face or, or if it's like an energy thing, but he just kept telling her, you, "You're so profoundly sad." Just hitting See, her with it over and over. And I was like, "Why does he keep saying that?" Yeah, that I think that that's like a line. I thought I thought you were gonna get at that. Like he was trying to use it as like a, I'm gonna sneak in by just kind of pushing you. Like I guess is that negging? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's negging. It's negging, and he's he's not peacocking enough. Otherwise, otherwise he'd get her. Uh, <laughs> where you, you pop open the shirt a little bit, show yeah. off your uh, pectorals, little body. Man, riding that horse got me all sweaty. <laughs> peacock a bit. Uh, but you can you can have a line and tell someone a line, and it can be true. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, man. I think it's incidental that it's true about Betty. Um, he may be going off of the fact that she's a housewife whose husband doesn't drop her off at there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Why is she getting away, I guess? I don't know. She comes here very often. Her husband doesn't drive her. She has her own car, yep. which stuff that's progressive and good has people making judgments in the 60s, you know? Exactly. Yep. Um, so, I think he's probably going off of the uh, sad housewife angle. Um, which makes sense. That's just my – I don't want to prematurely call someone a Kinsey if I can help it. Um, <laughs> he doesn't deserve so, that yet. Yeah, uh, but then in a few episodes, we're gonna have that moment where you go, Mike. You were you were right about this, bro. Guy, he man. did it, man. He did it again. He told Peggy, bro. <laughs> bro. He yeah, said what she if Paul profoundly was... sad to Peggy, bro. <laughs> what if uh, Paul was at the uh, horse place with, uh, <laughs> with Peggy, <laughs> and then they ran into each other? Uh, oh, hello. And she she's like, "Do I know you?" And he goes, "No." No, you don't. 
because <laughs> he, he realizes they've never talked and he's like oh i'm not gonna get caught for playing hooky okay cool <laughs> no and i i don't know don either Oh man, that whole interaction she has, she was she was literally shaken by it. Dude, I think that's a callback to season one, episode two, when she had the shakes. When she was feeling um I think she's she's feeling anxious again. And you What's know when ahead? she was feeling anxious when she was fe- feeling anxious um in season one, it was uh in unfulfillment mm-hmm. and in not trusting Don. Mm-hmm. Um my belief is she was curious how it would feel to be come on to by that young man. And she was kind of disappointed by how it felt. Yeah. And so, she's, she's looking for something. Yeah. His approach was annoying. And um, he's not particularly bright or no, funny. So, but I think she was, she was curious how it would feel. And um, when she gets home from the horse pasture, she she's in family mode too. I, I, uh, let, I have something to tell you during uh, your dad break um, or your... Or actually, during my relationship, pied de terre. Of course, because um, I have some I have some observations about the relationships in this episode. Absolutely. Well, I want to I want to say the last Sterling's gold, yeah. which is um, when the uh, Edith, the <laughs> heavier set woman, said, "Well, I know that's what you do, but I just don't have the stomach for it." <laughs> and, and everyone at the table, everyone at the table knew that was the worst thing she could have said. Um, I just I love Don's face when she said it, and. Uh, <laughs> It's just there's an, a discomfort that comes over the whole table. I'm, I'm not as big of a fan of him punch er, of him uh, biting his hand. biting his hand. Yeah, that was a that was a TV show moment. That was very. But he's TV. a TV show. It's weird. He's a TV show character on a TV show. So he is an actor who has to play a guy who's playing a character in his real life on this TV show. Yeah, and a comedian's got to be very like expressive. So. On. By the way, shitty apology, but anyway, I guess I could talk about that in my segment. <laughs> um, so, is it is it time for my my uh, relationship nook and pied de terre? We have landed into your nook. All right, settle in. It's a uh, it's a good nook. You got one of those uh, had... bean bags that I can sit on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. A little bit. Uh, I got no. I've had no complaints about my nook. <laughs> <laughs> So, this episode, one of my favorite things that I, I noticed about it is um, it's about Betty and Don. And um, it's when Don asks if she wants to go to this fancy restaurant for dinner on Monday. Betty's face just lights up and she gets genuinely excited for the first time this whole season about one of their relationship things. Did you notice this? Yeah. Yeah, she, um, she, she did it. The f- she only did it the the only other time is like when he actually took her out and that was like early in the first season um, when they had dinner together and she was like oh this is nice and then they get home and he says let me just go in the uh, stocking office and uh, <laughs> let me listen to your therapist um, but it's just so cool to see Betty happy for a second and she becomes like almost like flustered in like a schoolgirl mm-hmm. version of Betty mm-hmm. and. Um, it really hurt when it became clear that it was for work. Um, yeah. Like when he says Jimmy Barrett will be there, she's immediately like, oh, dang. Okay. It literally Why? turns <laughs> off. Like the face. Yeah. By the way, it made, that's really good acting, man. When you can kind of pull off that fast like face change from like, huh? And then oh, yeah. it, like subtle change where she's like, oh, why is he going to be there? You know what I mean? It's very uh, yeah. well done. Well done. Uh, January. Yeah, she's she is smart enough to know that. Oh, okay, if this guy's going to be there, yeah, it's for work. Okay, 
should I talk this time or no? You know, it's yeah. it's just she was, what she a pain. She was upset about it. Yeah, she should. Yeah, be. but she. The sad part is when when Don says we'll do it another time. Betty looks at him like there may not be another time. Such a brush you know, off she, too, she, by the way. We'll, we'll go. No, we'll go another time. Yeah, it's like for all the good things Don may have done in this episode, sure. he is still taking her for granted and the fact that he has a family for granted. Um, yeah, man, he really wants to be in that space, but he's not fully. De- he's not fully. You know what I mean? Like, I think we talked about this. Like, he's not fully yeah. going. He's not putting forth all the effort to do so. Yeah. And uh, Betty is putting forth the effort. And it's like, I don't know if she was in the last two episodes. But here's the sad thing is that uh, he finds out she monogrammed his watch and stuff. Yeah. After he comes home from the affair with uh, Bobby Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you could see on his face, he's just like, oh. Good things are happening to me. Exactly. I don't deserve this, but I'm like not going to like show in my face that I don't deserve this. But John Hamm's acting is incredible in that oh, yeah. scene where it's just like, oh, okay, I'm in the lie again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the warm lie right right when I finally stray again. Because he spent this whole season not having affairs. Yeah. Um, he was, we thought he was kind of, you know, he, he has this energy of like, you know, kind of feeling a little lost, but like trying to sit within the space that he's created. And well, uh, he's not having sex with uh, women outside of his marriage, but he's also not able to have sex with his wife, uh, from what we can tell. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that's not the case. That that's um, well, I, I mean, I mean, look at them together I right know, now. Right? Like, it doesn't <laughs> see. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> it wouldn't be very good either. If if they were having sex, it would be very very quick. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and dry. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, anyway. Jesus. Sorry. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, so, oh, sorry. Jesus. That's fucking horrible. Oh. I didn't mean it like that. Uh, I know what you mean, though. Like, like just clinical. Yeah, it's like, thank eh. you. Clinical is a much better word. <laughs> They're both just completely dry. <laughs> That's disgusting, dude. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that the rest of this episode. Oh, uh, man. That, um, was a, that was a bad choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> so, my mental health in this nook has been ruined. Um, but oh, um, Harry Crane and his wife, just really fascinating in this episode. He has such a good wife. Um, and it's it's clear why he would brag about her all the time. He's a my wife guy, you know? Yeah, There's certain sure. guys who are always saying, my wife, uh, who who works at the phone company, my wife this, my wife that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one of them. And yeah. it's because his wife is smart and um, knows what she's talking about. And she doesn't get the spotlight like, spotlight like Trudy does sure. or um, Betty does. But it seems like she's a strong woman who Very is, um, she, she wants him to be better. She wants the best for him. Um, yeah, maybe she plays that that role within their relationship because you know how the way Harry is, he's kind of very timid and um, unsure of himself, and she's kind of like the exactly, you know, like go get it, go do it, let's do it, you know, that type of thing. Here's the sad thing: is that ultimately he doesn't make the move. No, it lands in his lap. Mm-hmm. It lands in his lap with Roger calling him into his office. But um, when he comes home, he tells her she she says, "How did this happen?" And he tells her it's because of his pitch to that TV company. Sure. Um, which um, that pitch to – it's not the TV company. It's to B- Beljolie. Beljolie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beljolie Lipsticks, yeah. Um, which, by the way, I love Don and Peggy. Like, they they, they had his back during the meeting um, in a big way. Yeah. Don – that was the nicest thing Don's done for anybody this whole season, I think, is 
um, how supportive he was of Harry during his pitch. And um, yeah, that was nice. Peggy. Peggy was cool, too. She's like, I'd watch it. <laughs> uh, by the way, that's what makes this episode so fucking weird to me, man, is that Peggy's in it for five seconds. And she's and she's uncomfortable that five seconds, by the yeah. way. Yes. And then Paul Kinsey isn't in it. He he had to take a week off after what happened with Joan. <laughs> uh, I mean, who can blame him? Understood. Joan's in it for five seconds. Mm-hmm. Pete's not in it at all. He's still grieving his father. Uh, and also, right. he just took a meeting. Oh, shit. Um, it's, it's missing so many characters that are like, shit, uh, I guess Harry will have to be the... <laughs> <laughs> Harry's going to ride this, tr- gonna ride this and then, train. Right. And instead of Harry going to Pete, uh, at one of his friends, he goes to Sal. But yeah, it, it's a very... It's not a bottle episode, but a lot of the cast got the, the episode off, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I think what you said about it being like an episode you could watch divorced from the rest of the season is true and maybe that's why it doesn't hit my heart mm-hmm. this is definitely not one of those i love the stories of a of a madman season yeah. and seeing them progress um i also love the episode where nothing happens but those tend to feel connected to the story too in a way yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway um harry's lucky harry's lucky to have his wifey and uh one of the best parts of the episode is when he comes home to his wife and he pretends that it was his presentation that you know, got him the raise, uh, as opposed to someone told on him, and and thankfully Cooper said it showed initiative. You know, uh, another and- funny thing that happened in that scene was um, <laughs> his racist joke. <laughs> yeah. Remember, Harry was like, he comes in and his wife is knitting like a yellow like hat, and he's like, Oh, I didn't get that joke. <laughs> he's like, Are you expecting a Chinese baby? <laughs> I didn't get that, dude. I didn't get what that meant. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. What does it mean? It, it was a yellow. It was a yellow. She was knitting a yellow hat, and usually the color of the the clothes for the baby like signifies if it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> yes. So it's fucking yellow, and he's like, Are you, are you getting a Chinese baby? Oh, I know it was that's a bad stupid. Joke. I was like, this is such it's a, a 50, dumb joke. Such a horrible. Sorry, I said 50. Such a horrible 60s, like, racism, <laughs> like, like ra- he thinks he's you, being, uh, like, funny. I know. Taylor Swift. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, damn it. You got me. <laughs> I was about to say, who are you, Taylor Swift? <laughs> Misattributing something to the 50s? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, Harry, you're not, you, I'm not against, I'm not against racist jokes, Harry, but they have to be really funny. I know, um, that was very dry and <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Chinese baby? She's like, no, this it's is yellow, yellow fabric. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> um, and I, I am against racist jokes. Oh, I'm just burying myself now. But when she asks about the show that he pitched to Belle Jolie Lipsticks, and he's just like, you wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um, Got that. I think it shows a two sidedness to Harry Crane. Because on the one hand, he's pitching that women all over the world are going to want to watch this. It's controversial. Um, it's a story that people want to watch. Mm-hmm. And when he comes home, he doesn't. It turns out he is more conservative than the guy that they presented to. He doesn't want his wife to even see that. Yeah, it's I think it, I think it shows that. I think it shows that this is an opportunistic character. A little mm. bit. And I also think he's also protecting her in a way, or I think he oh, thinks sure. he's protecting her because they have a baby coming, and to watch something that's about part of it. Yeah, about um, abortion, I think would be, I don't know, not in poor taste, but maybe but he, like he thinks it's like, this is not the right time for that. It's it's a very 60s way to handle it, where it's like, uh, I know better than the wife. Uh, sure. I'll control what media, I'll control what media she watches. Right. Uh, you don't need to watch that. <laughs> you know, that. or, yeah, don't don't watch that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't make your own choices. Don't watch that. <laughs> um, 
But ultimately, I, I get that it's probably coming from a sincere place in him that wants to protect his wife, That's but right. it's still kind of like, she could tell her what it's about. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> but it's a good I, way to end a TV episode. Sure, of course. It's kind of a, a weird mixed bag of sweet and um, sad where he's lied to her about it. But it's kind of a harmless white lie where he gets to be a hero. Right. And um, he gets to look the part like in front of his wife. And I think she was saying like she couldn't wait to like tell her friends or something like that. Like, yeah. You're the head at the phone TV. company. Yeah. And that's nice for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I I think I covered the Don and Bobby plot uh, in in the earlier part of the episode. It's um it's not my favorite. No, um, I don't love Bobby that. is a cool Bobby is like a good like force, mm-hmm. a good antagonistic force for the show. Sure. Um, fascinating, but I don't like her and Don together at all. No, I I really dislike it. Like yeah, I don't think Don it, really it makes me it sick. <laughs> That's the thing, man. He doesn't like it either. Like he's he. We have never seen him doing the cliche stuff, like washing his mouth out and um. That's you know, so frantically. true. He yeah. never does no, that. He's he's ashamed of this, and it's it's not because of anything like wrong with her in the looks department or anything. Um, but he he's not proud of this. Like this is him getting sloppy. Um, because it's it just feels like it's a powder keg that could explode and destroy his career. Right. Um, he has now introduced this woman to his wife. And he's got to think about that that angle of like this would be the one to fuck everything up. This one, this person, yeah. like no, right? This, this person one, he he not. doesn't care about her. No, like yeah. this, this would be horrible if that was the case. It's it's definitely not an affair that's like emotional. No. <laughs> it's purely physical and purely like again power based, where it's like I'm going to dominate this this woman. Right. Like I'm going to dominate, uh, or and she's she tried to dominate him, um, dominate me, and I'm I'm going to show her I can't be made to feel weak. I think that's the thing is she makes him feel like he's a cornered, um, a la when he was Dick Whitman uh, yeah. as a lad, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, so, she's really triggering him. Um, yeah, totally. And he's he's reacting aggressively. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that it's, it's, it's interesting that there's so much interesting stuff under the surface of the episode, but at the same time, it feels so direct. So, it's more fun to talk about the episode for me than to... It's pretty fun to watch it too. I, I sound like I, it's it's fun. Like the scale that I that. use, yeah, the scale that I use is like in comparison to Mad Men. Exactly. So exactly. That's why I don't want people to be like, oh, three three point twenty five. That's still me sitting on the couch going, I love this show. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and still, it's still when like Roger says something funny, I go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when Pete comes on the show, I'm like, yes. My boy, <laughs> it's my buddy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do want to clarify that. I think that's my whole nook, though. It's yes. just a really good relationship episode. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Beautiful pedicure. Thank you. It's a hell of a nook too. <laughs> <laughs> that became Don. <laughs> when I when I get lazy and speak deeper, I become Don. Yeah, it's one hell of a nook. I like it. Like yes. it. <laughs> All right. What's the next segment? We are moving to the dad break. Chugga 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 dad break. Ah, da 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 dad break. <laughs> and we just got copyright claimed. Oh man! Oh man! Okay, dad. What's your break? Well, buddy, this break is gonna. We're gonna talk about a man. A man we know well and good. <laughs> 
<laughs> well and good. Well and good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Tell me about this man. Yes. He's uh He's he's been making the rounds. We've been seeing him. He's he's in the cultural zeitgeist at the moment. You know him, you love him. It's good old Jamie Fox. Oh, thank God. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about Kanye. No, I'm I sorry. don't really yeah. want to go yeah. there. Yeah, okay. that, that, Jamie Fox is and Kanye's whole thing is it's, it's completely tired. I listen to too many podcasts, so I've Got heard it. enough. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jamie is the anti-yay. He it's really like, is okay. the anti-yay. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> um, okay, what what about this Jamie Foxx character? Well, you know, Jamie, I don't know what's going on, but um, the last couple of months, we've been seeing a little bit more Jamie Foxx in the news, a little bit more Jamie Foxx going a little bit more viral with some of his uh, impressions. I know you've been watching um, his new show that you can kind of go into a little bit of that that Jamie's been doing. And um, people are really starting to come around to the fact that Jamie Foxx may just be the most talented man um, in entertainment. And I'd have to agree with them. I mean, if you look at Jamie's resume, he's a comedian. He's had a stand. He's had stand up. He's done. um a comedic TV show. He is a R&B vocalist, and I'm pretty sure has gone platinum. He uh, is an actor, a very strong actor. Has done, you know, all kinds of roles. His most his most popular and most profound being his uh is Ray Charles and Oscar uh, winner for that, right? Yeah, Oscar winner. Yeah, he beat out he beat out Leonardo DiCaprio in um. And I believe it was, uh, shit, I believe it was Shutter Island. I could be wrong, though. I, I really want to fact check that. But it was a really yeah, good, I, it was a really good Leo role that I, that if Jamie hadn't done Ray, that was, that could have totally went to, um, to Leo. Um, I'm a big Leo fan, too. But, um, aside from that, and, and you can, cl- you can, you can, uh, fact check me on that so we know for sure, but. It's just that Jamie Jamie's been out here, man, and he's been, and he's been in the game forever. Like Jamie's not a not a young, not the youngest man, but um, everyone loves him. Super hilarious guy, and um, he's been doing a lot more impressions lately. And I think uh, the internet's been really been eating it up, and uh, he's really surprised me even. Like he's got an amazing Chappelle impression that I love. It's it's spot on Chappelle, and um, just kind of hitting the gamut. It's been, it's been really great to see. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, first of all, this is going to shock you, but I agree. Um, <laughs> because we've actually been talking about Jamie Foxx pretty constantly for the past few weeks. Yeah. I uh, just keep finding appreciation posts on Twitter, uh, great videos of his. Mm-hmm. Um, I did consult our intern. Uh, yes. And he Leo was nominated for The Aviator. That's what I was, uh, And I love I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shutter Island. I didn't want to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Shutter Island was like critically hated. Really? I thought it was. Holy shit! No way. That's a. I thought it was. I mean, I could, I could see that. Leo's kind of had to, as popular as he is as an actor. I feel like, <clears throat> from a, um, a respected actor perspective, he's had to kind of work double hard to really prove that he's. Um, one of those guys, you know what I mean? One of those main, main actors. Yeah. Um, so, it was like 68% on That's RT. Uh, but then 82 on 
8.2 on IMDb. So I think I just saw some like negative forum posts about it. And then I kind of internalized that and said, oh, that is how the world thinks about Leo. Yeah. And Shutter Island. But, um, <laughs> but so there's the show mm-hmm. called Beat Shazam. And, uh, sometimes I'll just be chilling out upstairs and I'll be on my little rectangle. Uh, <laughs> that's my phone. And, um, my mom will be watching TV and she'll put on like a show that I am barely watching. Sometimes I'll look up and be like, this is like so <laughs> stupid. Like, like don't forget the lyrics with Niecy Nash, who is also a talented host and really funny, but like Understood. she deserves better than that show. That show just sucks. Um, it's so bad. But I also thought that the show Beach Shazam sucked. And I was like, God, this is so cheesy. Um, and then there is this the fact that it's hosted by Jamie Foxx, an Oscar winning actor, and super even right. I knew he was talented, right? I knew he was a good actor at least. But what happened was I I kept putting my phone down to watch what he was gonna <laughs> do. And then I would like put yeah. my phone on the table and watch the whole episode, and I would be like, Oh, that he's so fucking <laughs> cheesy. God, that was stupid. He's he's like doing these silly dances. He likes to do with a robot. Uh, to songs he, like and if it's rock he'll go like <laughs> <laughs> just go nuts because it's a show where it's a show where they'll play music and then you put in your guess for what song it is and then you a lot of it is like the contestants sure, horribly sure. dancing to the music right but sometimes if you're watching a good episode jamie will do a lot of dancing too and I don't know if you mentioned this in your list of his talents, really but he's an incredible dancer. I actually was – I didn't know that about really him. Really good. Again, I've been seeing some videos. I saw a recent video of him dancing with like a, a Halloween costume on. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe I sent you <laughs> yes, that one. It was uh, <laughs> yes, Michael Myers. He was yes. he was Michael Myers. <laughs> yes. And he was just killing it. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what I started to notice was like he literally took this show that was supposed to be bad – it's it's not supposed to be good. It's it's really low budget and um it's just that annoying reality TV style of editing. But through his sheer charisma and magnetism and talent, he has me smiling and laughing and not smiling and laughing ironically, Jala. But I'm I he brought he brought joy mm-hmm. and happiness to my heart in uh really yeah, Jamie, dark times. Jamie will do that. Yeah. It's so funny. He will. And then like there was this moment where this woman was on there and uh, her – and this is serious. Like her son loved Jamie Foxx in uh, That's right. Spider-Man No Way Home and her son mm-hmm. had, had passed away. Um, and they had seen the movie. Uh, sure. It was either with him or mm-hmm. in, in her son's honor. I can't remember which, but either way, Jamie Foxx was like genuine. The, the people editing the show did a good job of like, you know, actually letting it breathe. And, mm-hmm. and he was like genuinely touched and it was so cool. And, uh, he, he just seems like one, he's got unmatched energy, but two, he wants to use that energy to yeah, make man. people smile and to make people feel better. And, that's what a true performer – That's true. That's what man. the best of us mm-hmm. as performers can do. I don't want to say a true performer, but the best of us. If you can use your gifts to make people happier or forget about their troubles, then you're you're He's a great storyteller right too, man. Like if you, if, you, if you pull up any like podcast that he's been on, he's been on um, 
He's been on a lot of stuff. I mean, he's been on on like Hot ninety seven radio doing interviews. Um, he was he was on he was on one of the New York radio mm-hmm. net, uh, radio shows talking about his like upcoming role that I think they've already filmed, uh, which he's going to be playing uh, Mike Tyson, and people are super excited about that. <clears throat> yeah, nobody knows when that's releasing because I think there's kind of a lot going on with Mike uh, Mike Tyson at the moment. Um, I think he's like suing the people that made a Mike Tyson like Hulu TV show without his consent or something something along the lines of that and um I th- I think he was really waiting sure. for cuz he's work he was working with Jamie Foxx for like the movie movie like the big deal blockbuster and this was this has been in the talks for years yeah. now and it still hasn't released so we're um I think everyone's kind of twiddling their thumbs waiting for that uh, cuz we want to see you know Jamie kind of transform transform again and um yeah yeah great storyteller so he talks about that talks about all the parties he used to have back in the day and how he like first met Kanye West and they did songs together in the early early Kanye uh discography and stuff like that as we all know and um yeah, yeah man the guys uh um he, he well which one <laughs> no, I'm just kidding <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs> For the people who I'm so sorry, who, I just who, had who to. don't know, <laughs> um, he did Gold Digger, and before that, he did Slow well, Jams. Uh, so both great track. Records. Yeah. Well, here's here's my controversial Jamie Fox opinion. I think I think the radio edit for Gold Digger. Um, maybe I'm biased because I can't say the <laughs> word in the original version of the song. But I love Brokey Broke or Brokey Bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Broke, broke. I think it's either Brokey Broke, <laughs> yeah. which is really cool, yeah. or Brokey Bro. Uh, but it's a fun I one. prefer that. It's, it's a fun edit. That's when I. It's a fun edit. That's exactly right. Um, and I think it's yeah. catchier. Brokey Bro. It is bro. honestly. Broke, it is. Bro. It is. It is. And I. I used to feel a lot like that yeah. with um with just other edits that they would have to make that weren't racial, but just like swear words that they'd have to change around. That happened a lot with Eminem yeah. songs or shit like that. They'd have to change. And oh, well, they got so creative in the 90s with them. It's like the weird sound effects are, <laughs> yeah. you, do you remember there was this band that had that song, um, The Roof is on Fire? Is that the Bloodhound uh, Gang? They had a, they had a, se- I yeah, think it they is. Had a, a part in there where they said that, yeah. Yeah. So, the radio edit version of it or the CD, my dad had the clean version of the album. And uh, it would say, we don't need no water. Let the mother <laughs> hee-haw burn, burn mother hee-haw. And it's, uh, it was so good that I think if I were to go to my dad's house and like go, we don't need no water. Let the mother – he would he would sing along <laughs> and go, hee-haw with me. You know, it's uh, – so, I totally get what you mean. Sometimes a, a funny radio edit or CD edit. You're glad you heard it. You're like, that is so funny. Like, it's, I, I'm going to put on the original when I'm listening to the record. Still not the but, same. Yeah. Um, so, I'm glad you brought up Jamie Foxx because there is a, a new menu item at TGI Fridays. I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of novelty food items and menu, menus, <laughs> <laughs> menu, menus. They have a Fox on the Rocks barbecue sauce. That it is, it's going to be available to put on all their chicken and all their uh, ribs and all their this and that. But I was saying to you, and I'm, I'm really pushing for this. We gotta, we gotta go there and we gotta review this, and and maybe we could also watch a Jamie Fox I'm movie down, or something. I'm down to do it this weekend if you're still down, or if you want to wait, we can wait as well. But um, 
I'm I'm down. I'm down. We're gonna do our first Dad Men bonus episode on uh, yeah, man. Mr. Fox. He's in the Zed guys, man. Because like, what the hell is that? I that's that's out of nowhere. Like the the menu thing. The last time, super bizarre. It was crazy. The last time this this whole thing, because I was talking to you about Jamie Fox yeah, before yeah, this yeah. all happened, and whenever a um, contestant tells him a funny story um, or tells him anything about their life that's meaningful, he goes. Wow. <laughs> he says wow. He says wow in the same way every time. Uh and I love him for it. It's such a great wow. Wow. <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch you gotta watch him on, on a podcast, man. He's so fun. I mean you know you know I will. Jamie. My favorite him. Jamie Foxx stand up bit that I've seen is um it's uh when he talks about being a straight guy and going to see Prince live and uh He's like, you know, he's feeling pretty secure in his heterosexuality. And then uh, he's like, but you don't want to look that motherfucker in the eyes. Uh, <laughs> because you will all of a sudden just like feel, you'll fall in love with him. <laughs> and uh, it's it's pretty funny because it reminds me of when I saw Prince live. One of my favorite Prince songs is Shh. That's what it's called. Shh. And it's a really awesome guitar jam where like the intro is rock and then it goes into an R&B section. But... At certain points in the live show, he's like, can you say my name? And um, it's, a, it's a song about, like, having sex. Like, it, it's one of the lines is cheesy as hell. It's like, I'd rather do you after school like some homework. And he's like, <laughs> so he's yelling this line out to, like, the girls in the stadium. Of you know, because Prince is, is very straight. He wants you to know he's very straight. He's insanely um, straight. Like, right. it's crazy. And, and – it's he would not even entertain that it would go towards anyone else. But when he goes, you know, he's saying my name uh, at one point in the song, like me and I'm pretty sure my buddy Jace, but I can't confirm. But I'm pretty sure we both were like, Roots! <laughs> you know, and it's like right afterward, I went, wait a second, what the hell am I doing? Wait, hold like on. this is for the that was for this is for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you're at a Prince concert and he's like, you know, being seductive. You, you get caught up in the moment, man. I guarantee you, you would be yelling his name too. I'm sorry. There's no Jamie. And Jamie's the first one to admit he would be yelling his exactly. name. You know, it's the, it's the <laughs> while looking at his eye, looking in his eyes, and saying, "Oh man, that's the most beautiful, beautiful little man I've ever seen." <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, so yeah, Jamie Fox is Jamie Fox is awesome. And since we're like manifesting stuff, let's manifest Jamie Fox coming on this show. Yeah, why not? What the hell? That'd be fun. Let's let's manifest let's it. Do it. He's he's like, guys, I'm actually in the middle of my season two rewatch. This is perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, I've been watching the show <laughs> randomly. One <laughs> of he's like, what episode are you guys on? I'm on season two, episode four. And then we're like, oh, that's our next episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Why don't you guys come on over? Check out the uh, podcast. He would totally invite us over. He invites everybody <laughs> over, which is pretty great. All the yeah, cool people. He, yeah, all the coolest people. Um, Mr. Fox, you're welcome on our show. We think you're an amazing talent. And um, thank you for uh, being a force for positivity and uh optimism in these trying times and i mean that sincerely like he's yeah. he, he he i look at him and what he's doing and i'm like this guy he's he's living the life that i i would love to live he's, just he gets it he, man he really gets it he's able to hop from format to format like i try to do you know the yeah pod mm -hmm. music mm -hmm. um art writing like i i I also want to do dog stuff too, training dogs. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you. That you you kind of want to be a multifaceted. I, I also 
That's so funny that you you like that. I'm also very like that. I like to yeah, think no, of I, myself as a multifaceted person. I like to think that I have multiple breads that I'm like trying to make rise at the same time. Right. And I have to take I have to keep track of all of them and I'm sort of like they're all on different timetables, but Yep. I'm with you, but they're all going to be good breads. Mm-hmm. Right now it's time for the focus to shift off of me, mm. off of the off of the fox <laughs> and uh Let's let's look at uh, Jala's dad corner. This corner this corner ep is going to be a little bit shorter because a lot of the beats that we've hit have kind of covered a lot of Don and his father his his fatherliness for one and for two um, we don't get a lot of the um, interaction between his uh, his office kids this episode so there's not a lot to go on on that um, fail yeah it's a fail it is a fail <laughs> <laughs> Matt. You failed us. Matt, just call him. Matt, you failed. <laughs> hey, Matt, this episode gets an F. He's like that fucking rolling. He, he knows your voice. You know what I'm saying? He's a fucking rolling guy. This fucking asshole. <laughs> no, man, I mean, again, to talk about Don and Betty Woes at this point, they're not in a place that is healthy. I think Don and Betty as um, parents... Very good. Um, everyone seems to be in order. Kids seem fine. Um, I don't see a lot of pushback from the from um, from the children. Um, Don's been actually actually really good from a father from a uh, parent perspective, um, especially from last episode. Um, just the way he's kind of caring for the kids, taking their uh, emotions into uh, consideration, and uh, I always really like his. He does these really funny, um, it's not even supposed to be funny, but these playful things with the kids that I always think is really hilarious. Like he smacks, uh, <laughs> he smacks Sally on the head with the newspaper. <laughs> I thought that was so cute and so funny. Like it's some shit that I would do. Like, I just like the playfulness yeah. of Don. Like he's so good and he's really good in the dad, in the dad pocket, man. I swear he's, he's, he's really good in that space. Um, that's probably like yeah. one of my favorite things about Don is. He's really good with the with the kids and the dad stuff, man. I'm glad you brought up the roughhousing because, like, I loved in the previous episode when he gave Bobby a little kick. Yes, the kick you know? in the butt. I love not, that too. The little kick in the butt, like get out of yeah, here, get out of here. You know, but not not <laughs> not mean at all. No, and absolutely. The little not. newspaper hit. I I'm pretty sure I wrote that in my notes that I loved that. Yeah. So thanks for it. bringing that up. Yeah, I love it. I love all of his dad. His dad fun. His dad fun is great, and I, I ride with the dad fun. So that I mean, that's been really fun to see. And um, betting him, not so much. The playfulness is not there. The, you know, we kind of theorize that the sexuality is probably not there between them at the moment either. It's just very stale, empty favors and compromises between the two of them, which can only yeah. go so far. It's like, obviously, you do these things within relationships, but if you're not getting any true connection and interaction with that person, it kind of just seems like a bunch of list of things to do. With no, with no real feeling behind them. Betty having to play the perfect wife so Don can um, try to getting um, the Utz family back on board. It's not a fun place to be. I mean, we can talk about the fact that Betty is so um, delusional at the end of the episode. And she's just crying in the car. Just, yeah. just crying. And she her, is profoundly sad. Yeah, and she is profoundly sad. And she... She has to cover up those feelings by saying that 
And maybe she's right still, but it doesn't matter because the pain of the tears is still there. Regardless of if there's an inkling of, oh, yeah, we make a great team. But that was her excuse. It's like, yeah. yeah, we make a great team. I'm just so happy like that I can be a part of your life. But this is not... This is not what. This is not it. You know you don't want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is the the she's she's in Don's life in a minimum capacity, and um, so she doesn't feel good about it. Yeah, I think, and uh, you know, I think Don knows it too. Like you could tell, like he didn't really react to it. He's just like looking over, and she's crying. He asks her what's wrong, but like when she tells him that, he he you could, he doesn't change expression. He kind of just. Okay, put some right. around her. Yeah, like yeah, you start to feel Betty's delusion. I think even as even if you're sitting in there with her as a character as she's saying these words, like you can tell, like these things don't match up. The action and yeah. the words don't they don't play together well. So that's kind of kind of where we're at right now with the with those two. A plus as a dad, Don. Great job with the kids. Relationship space, it's a uh, it's really TBD. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there is a way to fix the relationship at this point. Yeah. There is a way to come back from this, but it would require emotional honesty and um a lot of communication. A lot, lot of communication, yeah. Um I I agree with you read about that scene. It's very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Um and her choking back the tears and saying she's just so happy is just it's it's that's the thing about this episode. It's one of the sadder episodes, like the most like gut hurtingly sad, where it's just like I hate watching this. Like, but I just I think that final shot of them in their car while Treater Right, I think is the name of the song. Yeah, it's playing uh, in the background. Beautiful track, mm-hmm. beautiful track, and it really fit the themes of the episode. Don and everybody needs to treat Betty better. Um, yeah, I uh, the shot of them is like a painting. It's like an oil painting where she looks so sad and he just looks kind of dead and like staring into the abyss picture perfection (laughs) yeah the picture of perfection um but neither of them are committed to you know doing anything other than the bare minimum to look perfect uh while they're both suffering internally deeply yeah i i didn't know where to put this observation but did you notice that like nobody was treating betty with respect in this episode like especially at the restaurant so um, you could say that uh, Jimmy is like paying her compliments, sure. but he he's doing it in a condescending way, like, "Hey, tell me all about horses." And then he says, "Wow, she sure knows a lot about horses." I I don't know. I was just looking at her her lips move. He's kind of objectifying her because of the way she looks. Yeah, yeah, and so that's not like respectful. It's not a compliment to do that to someone. Right. You can um, admire somebody visually, but like. Then you kind of have to move on from that and go into... He never does. No. He she, stays there. She's a prop. That's that's why she's miserable because she's a prop at that dinner table. Literally. Uh, Don put her there they, to play that prop role too. Yeah. He literally has her playing a part and saying, I'm such a big fan. And one of the funniest moments but also saddest is when uh, Betty says that, oh, he sure picked a nice place about Jimmy. And everyone looks at her and they look at her like she's an idiot. Like, what is she doing here? Yeah, it's so bad. And she's just trying to, like, break the ice. And, and like, God. Yeah. Um. By the way, mm-hmm. um, I, I got this off of a fandom wiki for Mad Men, so I don't know if it's true. But they say that uh, January Jones ad-libbed or came up with the line, my people are Nordic, when uh, the guy said that she looks so sad. You know, 
She says, no, my people are Nordic. <laughs> that's re- By the way, if that's true, that's a great yeah. off the cuff. That's wild. It's such a cool line. It's something that the Betty character, absolutely, it's 100%, 100% in her character to say that. No, my people are Nordic. You got to give January <laughs> Jones a props, man. As we go yep. through this up through through Mad Men as a whole, you know, even through the ups and downs of Betty or whatever, yeah, um, you got to give January Jones a props because she's 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 doing it. She's she really doing it. Yeah, that's where we can go back to the beginning and circle come full circle because mm-hmm. on first watch of Mad Men, I think a lot of people my age in our twenties we don't get the Betty character. No. You're right. We don't understand. We don't make the effort to understand that she's a housewife and she's trapped in this role. Yep. That it's not one size fits all. It's uh, it doesn't work for some people, but she's sort of now trapped in this tiny dollhouse. Um, and uh, well said. Now I now I now I empathize with the character, and it's like, oh, this makes although sense. last week we were. It, it makes sense, but it does lead to some frustrating moments like last week. Of course, of course. <laughs> you're, Don't get you me remember. wrong. <laughs> she's she's not frust- perfect. She's still frustrating given those understandings. Um, All the dudes are frustrating too on the show. Yes, in their so, own ways. Yes, except for Pete. Good old he has uh, Pete. never done anything wrong nope. um, and never frustrated me. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think one time he maybe crossed the road with an old lady too fast for her a little bit he sort of was pulling her a little too hard yeah. but she was like oh well he, he said that the light was about to change so it all it all makes it all sense. worked out it's, it's okay <laughs> <laughs> and she wound up giving him an extra nickel for his time <laughs> it's such an old woman <laughs> here's a nickel here's an extra nickel <laughs> oh man all right well that about i think that about wraps up our little show here jala yeah, i'd say so We'll talk soon about our little uh, TGI Fridays celebration with Mr. Fox. Yes, our rendezvous. Because um, it's also a celebration. I, I did want to bring this up in the episode. Yeah. Uh, every month that we have started this show, the listenership has grown. And it usually beats the previous month like halfway through the next month. Yeah. Uh, so, we're very blessed that um, we're, we're seeing traction. We're seeing people... Uh, watch episode one and start from the beginning. It's so funny to watch. There's, there's someone wa- like listening to every episode. Yeah, it's, it's to be able to visually see that is so humbling. And uh, we got to thank you all for for yeah, giving, thank you. giving a new show a shot, giving us a shot. And um, if you're really if you're liking it and you're enjoying it, I mean, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that if you yeah. enjoy Mad Men, come come see us. You know what I mean? Come come check our uh, our shop out. <laughs> yeah. And hit hit the hashtag uh, ITPNT podcast because it's not just about our viewpoint. We want to hear what you think, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get a conversation going. And we'll uh, who knows if if the conversation goes well, you could be a guest. That's true. Ideally, yeah, that would be the ideal guest. Yeah. <laughs> if they <Yeah>. love, <laughs> and if they if they think it's just okay, that's probably like the worst guest you could get. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah, it was pretty. That was pretty all right. Yeah, yeah. shows all right. I mean, it's no Breaking Bad, but uh, I'll take it. Oh, man. <laughs> Pete, we have to cook. <laughs> That's, did we ever say this on audio? I'm going to close the episode with this. Yes. Uh, we have plans after we finish Mad Men. Uh, the title of the show is going to change. <laughs> 
to Breaking Dad. <laughs> yes, yes. Breaking Dad. <laughs> Breaking Dad. And it's not a bad title at all. It doesn't sound horribly sexual. I think it's beautiful. And I'm sick of I'm sick of these people who email me and go, don't do this. Yeah, um, we don't need to hear from you. you, you pipe yeah, down. no negativity. No negativity. <laughs> only, uh, only either praise or light disagreement. <laughs> Light disagreement. Where you go, well, I disagree, but I'm just a little worm. Uh, (laughs) I'm just such a sniveling little worm. My opinion matters to not one. (laughs) Don't worry about me. (laughs) In fact, I I recant my observation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perfect voice crack. Uh, Beautiful. All right. But that said, thank you for listening. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps. And remember... The medium is the message. Take care, everybody. Adios. This has been a Destiny Park Media production. If you like the show, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. For more content, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We're going to be posting video clips of your favorite podcasts, as well as glimpses at new music. And hey, drop us a line or send any questions you might have to destinyparkmedia at gmail.com.